Well, welcome back to part two. Yep. Continue on, continuing on from our first podcast talking about <clears throat> the end times and stuff. We're going to jump right in because one of the things that we talked about in the last one was um, pastors and preachers and reverends and all these people kind of <clears throat> leading people astray. So we're going to start in Ezekiel 34. And it says, The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. I want to start there because, or stop there just for a second, because we see all these pastors that have these massive churches and these ginormous houses and private planes private planes and it's like how is that bringing god glory mm-hmm. and how are you feeding your sheep with that yeah are you saving their souls are you telling them that sin is wrong are you confronting people that call themselves christians and are living sinful lives i mean are you confronting that are you or, helping the poor or right, fatherless? Yeah. Using all of your resources to take care of God's people and those of your body. Right. Mm-hmm. Or are you just hoarding it for yourselves and getting fat off <clears throat> where other people are? Mm-hmm. And some people are barely making it paycheck to paycheck and they need help. Are you actually helping those people? Or are mm-hmm. you just taking their money so you can fly in a private plane instead of even saving people on a commercial flight? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's pathetic. Yeah. The weak you have not strengthened. The sick you have not healed. The injured you have not bound up. The strayed you have not brought back. The lost you have not sought. And with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. We can kind of take a look at what's going on right now mm-hmm. with the riots and all this other stuff. The church has failed. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. The church has failed as a whole. Yeah. You have so many denominations, but none of them come together to save people. No. Not one of them. We have, what, seven churches in this tiny little <coughs> town? Mm-hmm. And I have yet to see all of those churches work together. And why do we have seven churches? And why do they all have buildings? Why aren't they all preaching outside? It's a town of less than 5,000 people. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're talking, and this was one thing, the church that we were going to, the pastor was adamant. We need to touch however many people and get, you know, the less than 5,000 people in here saved. And then he closes his doors during the coronavirus. He also Mm -hmm. spoke so passionately about having a revival here. Yep. And then closed his doors. Mm -hmm. I mean, the church that we used to go to, they didn't ever really go out and find people who might need help or need to be saved. They didn't go out. They expected them to come to their building, which they consider a church. Right. And the church is the body of Christ. It's Mm -hmm. not a building. Mm -mm. Jesus spoke out of boats. He spoke on mountains. He spoke on the land. He didn't have a building, and he traveled. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't just keep it in one place. And so all these resources and all this money 
going to building these huge buildings or updating these old buildings or whatever, those are resources that could go to the single moms mm-hmm. or the fatherless the poor. or the poor. Widows. Yep. The people that are struggling. Mm-hmm. What about the businesses that have shut down? Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing for them? Are you helping them? Where's God's work in that? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, what we're seeing is the lack of church playing a part in society. Yeah. Where it used to be predominant. Most people don't know that way back, I think it was in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, even part of the 50s, it was the church that was in charge of what went on TV mm-hmm. and what went in the movies. Yeah. They had a say in what was going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Was was it going to be appropriate? Was it going to be, you know, so on and so forth? And in the 60s, as they've removed God from everything, you just see the absolute downfall of society. Mm -hmm. The movies, these stars that think they're owed billions of dollars for pretending to be other people. Music. And the music. Especially music. Music has become evil and dangerous. Not all of it. There's some pretty good stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely love Skillet. Just going to put that out there. (laughs) Because they've stood firm and... They haven't strived to be at the top, even though they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've done exactly what they're supposed to do. And they've even called out other so-called Christian artists that have walked away from the faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, faith that they never had in the first place. Otherwise, you wouldn't walk away. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so sorry. Continuing on Ezekiel 34, I'm at uh, 6. My sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep, Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock, when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, And I will bind up the injured, 
and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture and to drink of clear water that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? And must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet and drink what you have muddied with your feet? And I think right there, it's kind of muddying God's word, Mm -hmm. kind of watering down. And not speaking the whole thing. Kind of misleading people. Yeah. And not giving them God's best. But giving them kind of the leftovers. And it's kind of setting them up for failure almost. Yeah. Is what it's like. And we see that a lot in the churches now. Yeah. All over the country. Um, we've gone. We've had the pleasure of being involved in churches that were on fire for God. And, mm-hmm. and the things that we got to see were amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've been on the receiving end of not good churches that were evil and not helpful and really tried to oppress and weren't walking out exactly what they were preaching. Yeah. <clears throat> so that can leave a, a bitter taste in people's mouths as well. Yeah. Then again, you're not supposed to have a relationship with your church or a building. You're supposed to have a relationship with God mm-hmm. and yeah. what he says and his word and his son and his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want to converse and speak with other Christians and build each other up because that's what we're told to do. Yeah. However, you're not supposed to be hanging out with people that are not of the faith um, on a continual basis because it goes back to the scripture of, you know, bad behavior corrupts good morals mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, so continuing on, uh, 34, 20, therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, behold, I, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep because you push with side and shoulder and thrust at all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey and I will judge between sheep and sheep and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant, David. And he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. I will make with them a covenant of peace and banish wild beasts from the land so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will send down the showers in their season. They shall be showers of blessing. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield its increase. And they shall be secure in their land. And they shall know that I am the Lord, when I break the bars of their yoke, and deliver them from the hand of those who enslaved them. They shall no more be a prey to the nations, nor shall the beasts of the land devour them. They shall dwell securely, and none shall make them afraid. And I will provide for them renowned plantations, so that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land, and no longer suffer the reproach of the nations. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. 
and you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord God. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Not going to lie, it's pretty awesome. Something that I like Ezekiel and something that stands out to me in that chapter is God saying that the shepherds have stopped going after the sheep. I've heard in churches, God will go after you. God Mm -hmm. will go and seek you. He'll meet you right where you are. No. It's just pastors and Christians, they've become so passive that if someone is being led astray, if somebody is leaving the flock, they won't do anything about it. Right. And it says that those who are led astray, God will go after. Mm Mm-hmm. If a pastor has lied to them and misled them, God will go after that sheep. Because they weren't supposed to be misled. Right. And so I just think about that and how pastors have failed in that area. Because it's, if you've gone astray, God will go after you. Right. God will go after those which are his. Right. And you can look at the prodigal son. The son left the father, and where was the father? He stayed exactly where the son left him. Yeah. He didn't go after him. He didn't right. go and seek him. The son actively rebelled against his father. Right. And it wasn't until the son repented right. and humbled himself and went back to his father. Right. That the father ran after him. Yep. Ran to meet him. <clears throat> I think that too many Christians and pastors, they mix those up. Right. They basically say, if you rebel, God will still chase you. No, he won't because you chose to do that. Right. And because God gave you free will and he doesn't mess with the free will that he's given you, why would he go after you? Right. And I, I think he, I think he does it in a way. Yeah. And I, and I say it this way because, um, and I won't go into a long detail, but when I thought God had left me. Yeah. God didn't leave me. He, like you said, stayed right where he was. But mm-hmm. I was wrong in my thinking. And yeah. not that I had a church that told me the truth. <clears throat> had I known all that I know now back then, things would be far different. Yeah. Um, but I thought God had left me and abandoned me. And I struggled for a lot of years. And things that should have killed me, God did not allow them to kill me. Yeah. Um, he protected me and still provided for me and was there even though I sure didn't deserve it. Yeah. And I had walked away from God, but comes back with the unknowing and the naivety of not knowing the things that I know now. Yeah. Um, so I think God kept me from a lot of things. In that part, I think that he did kind of come after me in, in that yeah. sense. But it wasn't like he chased me down. Yeah. Because then he kind of does go against his own words that if he comes after me to take me back from where I walked away from, then he has taken my free will and he doesn't do that. Yeah. So people have to make a conscious decision to go back to God and to repent and to turn your life over to him. Yeah. And, I mean, I had to do that. He also goes after the lost. Yeah. Not just the people that are led astray, but also the people that are completely lost. Well, I think about, like, in Hosea, um, Israel and his bride and stuff, he did go after her, but that was his chosen mm-hmm. one. 
and it talks, I think it's in Romans, about God showing kindness, right. and it's to save people. Right. And so I think that God does show a lot of kindness, and he does show a lot of mercy, but as far and as... patience. Definitely mm-hmm. a lot of patience. Clear. God, God has given a lot of patience to this sinful, lawless, evil world. Yeah. A couple thousand years, he's yeah. been patient for people to get their crap together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how it is. Yeah. But I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. But I just think that if people are actively rejecting God, actively turning away from him, there's only so much that God can do because that's what people are choosing to do. Mm-hmm. You can't keep living in sin and then expect to get into heaven. You can't keep denying God and then expect him to accept you. Right. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So if, in terms of God showing kindness to people, he does because he wants them to be saved. But you have to make a choice on what you want to do with that. Well, and then it goes back to choosing good or evil, choosing God or Satan. Mm-hmm. We all have a choice. Yeah. Um, and throughout the Bible, it's a lot of, if you do this, then God will do this. But... If you choose to do this, then this will happen. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, just just like raising kids. <laughs> you know, if you're going to listen, you'll be rewarded. But if you disobey, you're going to get smacked. You know, or you're going to get grounded mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Or something self-inflicted, I unfortunately can testify. <laughs> Mom doesn't even have to do anything. I think that maybe God steps in just to discipline. That's because, what are you doing? That's just dumb discipline. (laughs) (laughs) Self-inflicted. With me, sometimes, like, if I've done something bad and I know that I have, I'll get this, like, deep feeling, like, oh, no. I'm a horrible person. (laughs) But you're not horrible people. You just realize you've been convicted Mm -hmm. and you repent and then there's peace again. I mean, that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. It's kind of like the mom. It's your conscience. It's your (laughs) everything that (laughs) tells you right from wrong. (laughs) Right. Well, and, yeah, I mean, that's, God tells us he's going to discipline those he loves. Mm -hmm. There's going to be tests and trials to see how our faith progresses Mm -hmm. if we stick around. That's another reason why I get sad about these professing Christians, some of them musicians or writers or whatever and they're walking away from the faith and it's like then you never had faith to begin with mm-hmm. because there are times where it is hard but then you grab hold of god even harder if your life isn't going the way that you expect it shouldn't mm-hmm. nowhere in the bible does it say go ahead and make your own plans and god's just going to go along with it god mm-hmm. has his own plans his own way of doing things and they're far above anything we can think or imagine Trust me, we know. <laughs> yeah, we don't make plans anymore. It's either we humble ourselves and go with God, follow him, or we rebel and make our own plans. And see where rebellion has gotten? Look outside our doors. Look on the TVs. Mm-hmm. Look on social media. Those are people that have decided to go their own ways. Mm-hmm. I've seen parents, <laughs> the videos. I've seen parents walking their kids that are part of these riots and have caused so much damage, walking their kids to jail. Mm -hmm. I've also seen a mom. She saw her son on TV. She went stomping through that whole crowd, dragged her son out by the back of the neck, slapped him all the way to the car. (laughs) Go mom. (laughs) But nobody's doing that with other people. Mm -hmm. And some of them are grown people, and you're leading people astray. Yeah, That's not going to bode well for you. 
No. Not not at all. <clears throat> okay, anyways. So we're continuing on. We're going to be in Daniel 12.10 here. Yeah. Joss, if you want to go ahead and do that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope, 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 nope. I, did you read Isaiah yet, Cor? No, I have not. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. Cor, <laughs> it's an itty-bitty letter. So sorry. We're going to Isaiah 5. 5, 8 through 30. I didn't realize how long this was. <laughs> Take a deep breath. It's almost the entire... Yeah, I did that a couple of times. I didn't realize it was most of the chapter, or all of it. So anyways, woe to those who join house to house, who add field to field, until there is no more room, and you are made to dwell alone in the midst of the land. The Lord of hosts has sworn in my hearing, surely many houses shall be desolate, large and beautiful houses without inhabitant. For ten acres of vineyard shall yield but one bath, and a homer of seed shall yield but an ephah. Woe to those who rise early in the morning, that they may run after strong drink, who tarry late into the evening as wine inflames them. They have lyre and harp, tambourine and flute and wine at their feasts, but they do not regard the deeds of the Lord or see the work of his hands. Therefore my people go into exile for lack of knowledge. Their honored men go hungry, and their multitude is parched with thirst." Therefore Sheol has enlarged its appetite and opened its mouth beyond measure, and the nobility of Jerusalem and her multitude will go down, her revelers and he who exalts in her. Man is humbled, and each one is brought low, and the eyes of the haughty are brought low. But the Lord of hosts is exalted in justice, and the holy God shows himself holy in righteousness." Then shall the lambs graze as in their pasture, and nomads shall eat among the ruins of the rich. Woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of falsehood, who draw sin as with cart ropes, who say, Let him be quick, let him speed his work that we may see it. Let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw near, and let it come that we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and valiant men and mixing strong drink, who acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the, right, the innocent of his right. Therefore, as the tongue of fire devours the stubble, and as dry grass sinks down in the flame, so their root will be as rottenness, and their blossom go up like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts, and have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he stretched out his hand against them and struck them. And the mountains quaked, and their corpses were as refuse in the midst of the streets. For all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. He will raise a signal for nations far away, and whistle for them from the ends of the earth. And behold, quickly, speedily, they come. None is weary, none stumbles, none slumbers or sleeps, not a waistband is loose, not a sandal strap broken. Their arrows are sharp, all their bows bent, their horses' hooves seem like flint, and their wheels like the whirlwind. Their roaring is like a lion, like young lions they roar. They growl and seize their prey. They carry it off, and none can rescue. 
They will growl over it on that day, like the growling of the sea. And if one looks to the land, behold darkness and distress, and the light is darkened by its clouds. Well, and we see a lot of that too. Yeah. We see evil being called good, Mm -hmm. and good being called evil. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes as Christians, that's really hard to watch. Yeah. Because we know the truth, and the truth isn't being told, and people are being lied to. Mm-hmm. Um, and those of us that do speak truth, we're being called names and we're being bullied and all this other stuff. But God warns us that that's going to happen. It's just yeah, not good. Mm-mm. So we just need to continue in our boldness and continue speaking truth and mm-hmm. not cower. Yeah. Because um, evil is evil. And I will call out evil every single time I see it. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, Joss, go ahead and jump into Daniel twelve ten. Sorry about that, I jumped ahead. <clears throat> 10. Many shall purify themselves, and make themselves white, and be refined. But the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. Which, again, is what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. We see what's going on. Um... And it's not wisdom that we just get in our own knowledge. It's wisdom that God has blessed us with, and his mm-hmm. word gives us wisdom. And anyone can have this just by reading God's word. Mm-hmm. Some people won't understand it because they're not of God yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where repentance and forgiveness and working the Holy on your, Spirit. the Holy Spirit and working out your salvation all comes into play. Mm-hmm. In order to understand God's word, which is written for his people, mm-hmm. you have to become one of his people. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Otherwise, it's going to make no sense to you at all. Yeah. So now we're going to kind of focus on the end times, or go back to the end times part, and read what Revelation and Isaiah, which really kind of coexist with each other, have to say. So, Iz, if you want to start in um, Revelation 6, I know we kind of jumped around, but there's a reason for this. Okay. So going to start in scripture verse 2 and I looked and behold a white horse and its rider had a bow and a crown was given to him and he came out conquering and to conquer verse 4 and out came another horse bright red its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that people should slay one another and he was given a great sword verse 5b yeah, five B. Sorry. Um, uh, thank you. And I looked, and behold, a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand. Verse eight. Um. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him, and they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth. 9 through 11. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer 
until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were killed, I'm sorry, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. 12 through 17. When he had, sorry, when he opened the sixth seal, I looked and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, the full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great ones, and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? Well, that's just it. No one's going to be able to get out of it. No one's going to be able to escape. It's mm-hmm. coming, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say you don't believe all you want, but it's not going to stop what comes. No. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. It just doesn't work that way. It's not going to wait for you. Nope. Nope. And, and because we don't know the exact date or time, we know we're in the end times because... We can see the things that are happening according mm-hmm. to what God's word says. But because we are not guaranteed tomorrow, messing up today and thinking that you can ask for forgiveness tomorrow is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So what does Revelation 8, 1 through 2 say, Joss? When the Lamb opened the seventh... Yeah. When the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seventh seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets were given to them. So, um, so Revelation, uh, eight, seven through 13. What does that say, Joss? The first angel blew his trumpet trumpet and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood. And these were thrown upon the earth and a third of the earth was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers, and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the water, because it had been made bitter. The fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon had, and a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Then I looked, and I heard an eagle eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell, who dwell on the earth. At the blasts of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. 
So then we go into Revelation 9, 1 through 21. Which I also didn't realize was the entire chapter. (laughs) (laughs) And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke, like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then from the smoke came locusts on the earth, and they were given power like the power of scorpions on the er- of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were allowed to torment them for five months, but not to kill them, and their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. So when it was talking, I just want to pause there for a second, when it was talking about the seal of God, there's another seal that's coming, or a mark of the beast that we haven't mm-hmm. talked about. But they're talking about these trackings, mm-hmm. this contact trackings that Google and Apple and other people are trying to force mm-hmm. on us. Um, it's talking about these itty-bitty chips that they're talking about implanting uh, to keep track of people. That is the mark of the beast. And anybody, including any Christians that claim to be Christians and get that chip, understand that you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter how you do it. If you get that chip, you aren't getting into heaven. No. Just just that simple. And after that, there is nothing you will ever be able to do to make it right. Yeah, once it's in you, you aren't going to be able to get it out. So you might want to take death over a chip. Because mm-hmm. that's where it's going to be. So anyways, continue. Oh, yeah. Starting back in verse 6. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. In appearance, the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what looked like crowns of gold. Their faces were like human faces, their hair like women's hair, and their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the noise of their wings was like the noise of many chariots with horses rushing into battle. They have tails and stings like scorpions, and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails. They have as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit. His name is his name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek he is called Ap- Apollyon. The first woe has passed. Behold, two woes are still to come. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month, and the year, were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of mounted troops was twice ten thousand times ten thousand. I heard their number. And this is how I saw the horses in my vision, and those who rode them. They wore breastplates the color of fire, and of sapphire, and of sulfur, and the heads of the horses were like lions' heads, and fire and smoke and sulfur came out of their mouths. But these three plagues, sorry, by these three plagues a third of mankind was killed, by the fire and smoke and sulfur coming out of their mouths. The power of the horses is in their mouths, and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents with heads, and by means of them they wound. The rest of mankind 
who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshipping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Even after all that, there's still going to be people that don't repent and don't get it. How could you not? How sad for them. Yeah. How sad for them. Just Isaiah 7, 9b. If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. Well, and that's kind of where a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Faith takes a lot of strength. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It takes a lot of, I don't know, prayer and trust. uh, Because people want to put their faith and trust in things that they see. But obviously, the things that you can see are not always good. Mm -mm. Um, But living by faith, we've had people come against us saying... That's not really what God meant. Pastor who said that to me. It's like, that is what God meant. Yeah. It is absolutely what God meant. Mm. Um, Living by faith is trusting him wholly, going before him with all the decisions that you have to make and trusting that um, he's going to lead you or go before you and open the proper doors Mm -hmm. um, instead of trying to figure it all out on your own, which I've done before, and it never pans out well. Yeah. When we try to do things on our own strength, it never pans out well. We literally need God to guide us. Yeah. Um, and so faith is really important. Yeah. Um, Isaiah 43.2 is? Mm-hmm. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. And again, that falls back on those of us that have faith. Those of us that have repented have worked out our salvation and trust God wholly. Mm-hmm. We trust that he will protect us from the things that are about to come. Yeah. yeah. With that verse reminds me of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. How they got thrown into the furnace, but the fire didn't hurt them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. I guess people, like especially pastors and churches, need to remember that. Because they also need to read it. Um, and that's probably... Part of the reason why it was really bad, why a bunch of churches shut down during the virus, because if they really were real Christians, and if they really had real faith, and it wasn't just talk, they would have stayed open, knowing that God would protect them and right. heal them from anything and right. any diseases. So, Well, it says in the Bible, too, that God is our defender. Mm-hmm. He will defend us. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, on top of the Constitution, which is a handy an important document for this country. Yeah. We have God that has our back and mm-hmm. our front and mm-hmm. our sides. Yeah. He will defend us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. churches didn't have anything to fear, but they chose fear over anything else, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cora, it looks like you're in, is it Romans? Yep. Romans chapter 2, 4 through 10. <laughs> Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, 
You are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to his works, to those who, by practice and well-doing, seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking, and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek. Just there in verse 8, but obey unrighteousness. Yeah. Which is what's going on today. It's people obeying people that are not of God, that are wicked, that are evil, who go against God. They're obeying that. Well, and they're coming in the name of justice, which, that's not justice. Mm-mm. God there's, brings justice. Yeah, and there's a legal system in this country that is justice. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work the way that you expect it, then God's righteous judgment will happen. And it mm-hmm. may not be in your time frame to get over yourself. Yeah. That's just selfishness. It comes eventually. That's and it's we're... about patience. Sorry, babe. Go I was going to say, that's where patience come in, comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think about all the pastors and stuff who said that we need to obey our authorities and submit to them. Why aren't they doing that in terms of the judicial system? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they letting um, the judicial system handle the justice process instead of trying to take it into their own hands? That's not submitting to your governing authorities. Right. That is trying to take things into your own hands, and when how people are going about it is not just. Well, and Satan comes to seek, kill, and destroy. Steal, steal kill, and destroy. I thought. Steal, I thought kill, kill, and destroy. Huh, I wonder if I have a different. <laughs> <laughs> but either track. way, um, the destruction isn't of God. Yeah. That's going to come later. God's yeah. waiting and giving people kind of a last-minute respite here of, you know, come to him or face judgment, and that's not in the too far future. That That's mm-hmm. coming sooner than we all think. Mm-hmm. And as fast as things have ramped up, mm-hmm. in a week's time, uh, the flu became this COVID-19. In a week's time, everyone handed over the rights, like we've said numerous times. Mm-hmm. And this um, death of this guy in Minneapolis... Um, by four cops, not just one white cop, there was a black cop and, and a Hispanic cop or Chinese cop or whatever it was that wasn't um, about race. They knew each other. Uh, mm-hmm. This was other things going on, but nobody's looking at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, again, kind of worshiping evil. Mm-hmm. This guy had a rap sheet a mile long. Not that anybody being killed by the police is okay, because, again, it's not. Being killed isn't okay. Being murdered is not okay. No. Um, so, you know, I'm not trying to lessen that. Yeah. However, what people have chosen to do since then, you know, I didn't see all these riots when that black Muslim cop in Minneapolis shot that white woman for no reason. Matter of fact, he kept his job for a year almost. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody was destroying people's lives because of that. No. Nobody was destroying anything. It's not a, just a black and white thing. It's not 
you know, victims and all this other stuff. It's about doing what's right and wrong, Mm -hmm. good and evil, and what's going on right now. And then threatening other innocent people is nothing short of Satan himself working through evil people that are being misled and are choosing wrong over right. So, um, is, what does Revelation 7, 13 through 17 say, please? Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Which is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. That's the good news. Actually, the whole Bible is good news. Yeah. It's good news for us that obey God. It's bad news for those that don't. Yeah. You want to preach the good news. Not everything is going to be happy and warm and fuzzy in the Bible. Mm -hmm. There's war throughout. I mean, Israel took out hundreds of thousands of their enemies because God needed that evil gone. Mm -hmm. There's violence involved. Peacemakers, we talk about our soldiers and other people, they are peacemakers. You don't have peace without war sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's just an unfortunate truth. Yeah. Um, I get a I get a kick out of these people. They're always like, you got to speak in love. you got to speak in love. Well, Jesus loved us so much, and God loved his people so much that people were killed to protect them. Mm-hmm. He got rid of evil. He got rid of the lawless. Sodom and Gomorrah went up in flames because they were evil. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's going to be death and destruction in the midst of creating peace. That's just what happens. Yeah. Um, when I, when I, when my kids were young, or when you guys were young, mm-hmm. um, and you're doing something wrong, or you're getting in trouble, or something bad was about to happen, I could see it. I did not approach it in the way of how pastors and other people say, you got to speak in love. If y'all were doing something wrong, how did I act? What are you doing? (laughs) You're going to get hurt. Watch out. Or I'm running and grabbing you and getting you out of harm's way. Mm -hmm. That's because I love you so much. I don't want to see you get hurt. Mm -hmm. But how these pastors and stuff are talking... They want you to sugarcoat it and speak in a kind voice. So tell me, if you were in the middle of a street and a car was coming at you, would you respond more to, um, hey, hey, uh, there's a car coming and you could get killed? Or get out of the way and have me running at you to grab you and protect you from the oncoming car. Mm-hmm. Would you say that I loved you more if a car hit you because I couldn't, say it loud enough or I didn't yell it or whatever or would you say that I loved you more because I made a conscious effort to speak truth yell at you grab you 
and get you out of the way. The second one. Right. <laughs> because I love you. Mm-hmm. Jesus warns. There, there's so much in the Bible that is not fuzzy and loving in the um, human way. Yeah. But I know that God loves me mm-hmm. because he's given me warnings. Prophecy. People are like, prophecy is about building up. No, it's not. Read it's warning people. Any of the prophets. It is warning people what's coming. It's telling you, if you don't change this, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. This isn't sugarcoating it saying, God loves you anyways. Don't even worry about it. You're taken care of. You're covered. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. If you truly love somebody, you're going to get in their face and you're going to tell them like it is. Shake them around. Slap them if you have to. Yeah. Wake yeah. them up out of their slumber. Because God also says if you save someone from the pit, you yourself will be saved. Mm-hmm. The thought just came to me. People... They say God loves you. God loves you, God loves you. Yes, God loves you, but apparently those pastors and those Christians, they don't love you enough to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, the Bible talks about how the love of many will grow cold. Yeah. God loves you, but apparently the people who are lying to you don't love you. Right. Which, I mean, that just came to me. Yeah. But it's using the analogy of standing in the middle of a street. Right. Nobody is actually warning anyone. They're right. just saying God loves you. Yeah. That is it. Right. You know, maybe pastors always talk about how God is love because maybe that's the only thing they actually know about him. Maybe. Except, I don't even think they actually know that because they're not loving in return. Right. Mm-hmm. And see, and I want to clarify, it's not just pastors. And I, mm-hmm. we, we talk about the pastors, though, because they are supposed to be leading people yeah. to Christ. They have they have taken on that job title. Mm-hmm. So as Christians ourselves, we are to call out mm-hmm. those that are not acting out right, righteously mm-hmm. and those that are misleading. Um, so we aren't just attacking pastors. Yeah. We're attacking all Christians because there's so many people out there. They call themselves Christians. I think they say that there's 68% of Americans consider themselves Christians. And I can, t- <laughs> I can tell you that is not the case because we judge those by their fruit. Mm-hmm. And if they're out there rioting with evil, those aren't Christians. Mm-mm. Sorry, they're just not. But we bring up pastors because they are supposed to be leading people to Christ, mm-hmm. building them up in Christ, speaking the truth, helping them find their gifts and talents and, and the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given them. Yeah. Um, it's not just about God loving them and yeah. not talking about the sin that is running rampant in the church as well. Yeah. I mean, we, we see it all <laughs> all the time in the church where people are having affairs and committing adultery and cussing and swearing and they're drunkards. But they are not being dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, and being dealt with in the sense of they're not being warned that their life. Uh, is at risk for eternity in a dark, evil place. Yeah, and I also want to say something. I love the church. I do. But she's not where she needs to be. Mm-hmm. And because of all the sin stuff that is in her, people do need to be stepping up mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, this is what you're doing wrong. It's not because we hate the church. Right. Because I love the church. And it's about 
Warning and saving. Yeah, it's because I love other people. Right. I mean, you don't just stand by no. and watch other people die. I'm not trying to rhyme. Right. But you don't just stand by and watch that. It's you try to save them. If you, even if you don't really know what you're doing, you still try to do something. Right. Because you care about them and you love them. Right. And that's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. You want to love people, you need to save them. Right. That's that's what love is. Mm-hmm. If you read through the Bible, God's love is far different than what people have made up to be love. With far different. It says that. God disciplines those whom he loves. Right. <laughs> Tests and trials come to those he loves because he's testing them and preparing them, mind you, for the times we are in mm-hmm. right now. Because he wants to save us. Yeah. He created each and every one of us. And all the people that are rioting, he created each and every one of them. Yeah. All the ones that are creating destruction and destroying people's lives, he created... Those destroying and those that were building up. Mm-hmm. Everybody he created. So we're saying this for everybody's benefit. Mm-hmm. This isn't This isn't us just trying to be mean or whatever. If you take it that way, then maybe God's convicting you. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave it with this. The final scripture is gonna be Revelation twenty one, ten through twenty one. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me, to repay everyone for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David. The bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say come. And let the one who hears say come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things say, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen.